2 Samuel chapter number 21. I may need uh, Brother Michael, I might need you to help me a little in later on in the message. You and Eli both are telling me I have to stay awake, okay? All right. No hiding back here. Second Samuel chapter 21. It's kind of ironic. I thought uh, today uh, the message tonight's entitled No Time to Be Wobbly. Say, God, you got to have a sense of humor. <laughs> Probably as wobbly today as I've ever been. So anyway, no time to be wobbly. Stand if you would. Let's read the Word of God. 2 Samuel 21, verse 15. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel, and David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines, and David waxed faint. And Ishbabinab, which was one of the sons of the giants, the weight of his spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight. He being girded with, notice this, a new sword thought to have slain David. Ishbabinab's got a brand new sword and David's name's on it. And Abishai, the son of Zeruah, secureth him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out unto, with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. If I had a thought tonight, it would simply be no time to be wobbly. And I'll explain that in just a minute. Neil, how about you lead us to a throne of grace? Amen. You can be seated. In the 90s, George Herbert Bush told Saddam Hussein that if he invaded Kuwait, it would be a declaration of war against America. He did, and Bush was as good as his word. Many were very critical of, uh, of his handling of the matter. And that night, he got a call. Good evening, Mr. President. This is Margaret Thatcher, Prime Minister of Britain. Mr. President, I want you to know the Royal Army is, your, is at your disposal. The Royal Navy, considered by most to be the best in the world, is at your disposal. The Royal Marines, 7,000 trained men for desert warfare, at your disposal. And Mr. President, this is no time to be wobbly. We see something in the passage that you never read about this great man of God. This is the first time it's ever been said, David waxed faint. We know the story of David and Goliath and my how we see his limits of his Size compared to the giant. 
how we learn that we cannot uh, put on somebody else's armor, fight somebody else's battle, but the battle was his. And uh, but the Bible says David found himself faint. And about that time, he hears a voice and turns around. And man, there's a big dude standing there. His name is Ishbah Benob. He was, if you will, a brother to Goliath. See, Goliath wasn't the only giant. And uh, not only is he a, a big dude, but he's got a shiny brand new sword. You can just imagine, he says, David, your name's on this sword. And we hear the words, dear Christian, it's no time to be wobbling. Like it or not, the moment you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you entered into a spiritual warfare. If our church is going to be anything it needs to be, if we bring honor to God, if we if it's if this church is a shining light on this hillside in Granite Falls, there's going to be spiritual warfare to be fought. Jude 1 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The Lord said in Matthew 12, 30, He said, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. That word earnestly contend has the ideal. and matter of fact, it's the expression earnestly contend is right. is the only place here in the Bible. It means to uh, convey the intensity of the warfare, if you will. I, I love this. The, Elijah went to his uh, introductory class, and the first words out of the vice president, he said this. He said, two things. He said, either you're the pastor and you're not, or you're here to help the pastor. I love that. He said, now, since you're not the pastor, you're here to help the pastor. If you can't do that, you're in the wrong place here at school. I love that. Here we find the, the Bible says that David goes out to battle, and all of a sudden, he's faced with another giant. So let me give you three things, and we'll be done tonight. First of all, we see spiritual warfare is real. Second Samuel 21, 15, Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And Ephesians 6, 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When we got saved, we entered into a war zone, if you will. And 
One of the reasons this warfare is so difficult many times is we're trying to fight the battle naked. Trying to fight this battle without the armor of God on. We see here there's some garments we've got to put on. Verse 10, strength is in the Lord. We never try to fight battles, spiritual battles, in our own physical strength. You are no match for Satan. Every once in a while, we'll hear somebody foolishly say, well, just come on, devil, I'll just take you on. That's stupidity in the worst form. As a matter of fact, I heard uh, one preacher said, if we ever had an encounter with Satan ourselves, we would never get over it. See, we're no battle for that. Uh, find Satan ourselves. We're, we're, we're not, we're, we don't find, but I praise God we don't have to. Amen. The battle's the Lord's, it's not ours. And the sooner we can learn to fight the battle and let the Lord fight our battles for us, man, the better off we're going to be. We realize that we got to put on the garment. Spirit, strength is in the Lord. And we got to stand with the whole armor of God. Any part of the armor, and we won't read that, you read it in Ephesians chapter 6. Any part of the armor we leave off, that's where Satan's going to shoot. Any part of the armor we leave off, that's where he's going to shoot. By the way, there ain't none on the backside. So you quit and run, he, he's got a big target because there's no armor on the backside. But then we need to understand this in verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let me help you tonight. Satan is serious about this battle. There is a ranking system in Satan's army. But I guarantee you this. They're not fighting over petty things. Can I help, can I help you tonight? They're not fighting over petty things. They're not, they're not, uh, I hear God's people and in their speech and, and, and I listen to them and I, I, I see the battles they fight and they're, they're over such petty things. Uh, uh, I mean things that just don't mean anything. And yet the real battle they're not talking about. The, the real battle they're not acknowledging. The real battle they're not seeing. Uh, it's amazing to me how that is. Well, we need to understand Satan's serious about this battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Uh, look over to the person next to you and tell them you're not my enemy. You are not my enemy. You are not my enemy. We're so busy. By the way, Satan loves getting us 
picking with one, fighting with one another. He loves getting husbands and wives fighting with one another. He loves getting parents and children fighting against one another because if you're fighting with one another, you're doing nothing for God. You're not fighting the real spiritual warfare that needs to be fought. Well, I tell you, there's a, there's a world I hear lost and undone. Well, we got family members that some are not here tonight. Where are they? Where are they? I guarantee you what's kept them out tonight. And I understand being sick. Trust me, I do. I tried coming this morning. I really did. I really did. And I understand being sick. But trust me, what kept kept them out of the house of God today won't keep them out of work tomorrow. Are you listening? And so then there is something more important, some greater battle, something more that you need to wake up and realize where they get, where they're going, what's going on in their lives. Why ain't they serving God? Why don't they love God? Why don't they have a heart for God? One of the vice presidents talking to these young students, dorm students, first year, and uh, they told them if anything's going on at the church, they had to be involved. Because there are uh, students, it's mandatory. But I love what he said. But he said, it should not ever be mandatory for you. You ought to have a heart to want to be involved when things are going on at the house of God. Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, 3, Therefore, thou therefore endure harness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There's garments to put on. There's a guard that can never be let down. And this Bobby Knob, which was one of the sons of the giants, the weight of his spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, and being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. David was a young man when he stood and heard Goliath cussing in the distance and said, what's this uncircumcised Philistine doing, cussing my God? And he told his brother, is there not a cause? He was a young man. But David's not a young man. Many believe he was somewhere between 60 and 70. And by the way, that's not old. That's not old nor ancient. But he's around 60 to 70 years of age. He's not a teenager. How many knows this? I'm not a teenager. How many would raise your hand? I'm not a teenager no more. It was so often God reminds us we're not 16 years old no more. Amen. And no one, no doubt he thought, well, I've slew my giants. I fought my battles. Sure, I made my mistakes. Man, I can just relax and take it easy. Then all of a sudden he hears a noise behind him. And lo and behold, there is another giant. 
Ishbah Binob's his name. What's that in his hand? Oh, it's a brand new sword. And could you imagine him wielding that sword and said, David, come here, I got something for you, buddy. Had it specially made for you. Your name's on it. Let me say something. David could have said, well, listen here. Hey, it's Bob Bernard. You see these notches right here? That's him, your brothers. I'd take you out too. I'd cut his head off with his own sword. I'd take you out too. You know what? It's Bob Bernard is not, not impressed whatsoever. Do you understand? Satan is not impressed that you got a victory last week. He's not impressed if you had a victory today. He's only impressed that you lose the next fight, that you lose the next battle. And so we see spiritual warfare is real. Number two, we see a Satan's willing resolve. Second Samuel five eighteen, and the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. Second Samuel five twenty two. And the Philistines yet came up again. Notice, 2 Samuel 21, 15, Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again. Understand this. You get victory today, he's going to show up tomorrow. God gives you victory tonight. Now, I, want you, I want to help you. Please don't boo me out. Please don't boo me out. You can hear, God can nudge your heart and give you the answer to a prayer and you get victory tonight and you stand up and shout and praise God. But don't you worry. Tomorrow morning, you'll probably face one of the most horrendous battles you've ever faced. Boy, that's a good song. That's a good song. Don't be shocked if tomorrow everybody gets on your bus, mean on the junkyard dog. And the thing won't run. If it was a Dodge, it probably would. But if it's a Ford, it probably won't. And uh, I got to get my licks in where I can. Amen. Trust me. They have no mercy on me. All right. And you've seen, you've seen that song. It was great. Boy, God was, and I believe God was honored. And boy, I tell you, and, and you realize that tomorrow Satan's going to say, well, I'll see if I can fix that. Well, I appreciate your testimony tonight. I do. I do. I really do. I think, I think we ought to, te- don't be afraid to testify and praise God for all His goodness. But you better understand something. He's going to show up tomorrow saying, well, yeah, you, you made a fool of yourself. What do you mean acting like that? See, he's, he's got a willingness. He's not staying out of church tonight. He's in a corner clapping his hands when folks do. All right? See... David could have told him and said, that's why it's so sad to see folks 
who used to serve God, excited about God, God using him, and somewhere, somehow, I know how the choices they make, they lose that focus of serving God. And devil gets a victory. Let me show you why no one should ever quit till Jesus comes to take him home. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In Bible days, an army would go up to a walled city. And they would take, they would take these arrows and they would put stuff on the end of them like a tar substance and they would set them on fire. And they would just, I mean, bombard the city across the walls with these flaming arrows. And uh, the idea was they would set as many of the houses and things on 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 fire and the smoke would drive the people out of the cities. And it, and it worked for the most part. But what the Bible's saying here, they, they learned, said, well, here's what we're going to do. They would take his shields and they would put leather on the outside of them. And they would drench these, this leather and soak it in water. And then they would hook their shield up to next to someone else. And the only place it was rotten, they'd hold them shields up to, to quench the fiery darts. Uh, um, come here, Caleb. He's my new illustration now. Since his brother's gone. They would hook them things in together. Like, like this right here. But not one problem. The only thing that was vulnerable was their knees. So what they would do, bow, son. They would, they would bow and they would hold up them shields like this in the whole front and they would quench the fiery darts that was fighting. Behold it. Behold it. What the devil shooting tonight, this is your place. What the devil shooting tonight, some fiery... By the way, he's always shooting fiery arrows and there's nobody here to, to fill the place. And the arrows get in to set the city on fire. You need me to help you get up. <laughs> See, shield of faith, leather soaked in water, top of the Word of God. May I say he's not impressed with our past victories. Boy, I praise God. I praise God. And I praise God for all that He's done in our church from the conception of it. It's amazing to me all that God's done around here. But let me tell you what I'm really excited about. What God's going to do in the future. I can't live there. We're not in the, we talk about the little white church. How many of you was in the little white church? There's a few of you in that. Boy, I take, we loved, I loved that little church. I loved it. We're not there anymore. Not there anymore. I'm excited about what God's going to do in the future. Know something else. He's not impressed with past victories. 
But notice, he's improving his attack every way possible. Well, David killed my brother, Goliath, so I'm just going to sit down here and quit. Each Bobby Nod didn't quit. He went and got him some steel, about yay long. He started grinding on that steel. He heated it, tempered it. He sharpened it. He put a shine on it. He said, I got a brand new sword. I'm going to take David out. He killed my brother, so I'm going to kill him. See, understand something. He being guarded with a new sword. That's one of the reasons I'm excited about what I want to share with you in a little bit. That's the reason why we always got to be expanded, growing. That's the reason why we got to always add missionaries. That's the reason why we got to always be a growing. Isn't it amazing? Satan's crowd will gladly use their resources to fund their agenda. Liberal, reprobate, that's Bible terminology, by the way. Politicians will spend thousands of dollars to promote their politician. And we don't hear, and I praise God for it, but a lot of churches fuss and fight over sending a few dollars to a missionary. Why are we supporting missionaries all the time? Why are we doing that all the time? Because he's always, he's always improving. He's always seeking. You know, it's one thing, it's one thing for us to complain and gripe about the same-sex marriage of our day, the homosexual movement of our day, the sodomites of our day. By the way, it's a Bible terminology. Okay? But then it, when it gets down to saying, okay, let's, let's preach again, let's fight against it, then people don't want to give resources for that. It's amazing. When they gladly will fund their business. Not only is spiritual warfare real, but Satan's willing resolve. But a soldier was ready. This is my sword. I meant to get one this evening of God. I got one. This is my sword. David goes out to fight Ishbabinab. But the Bible says he waxed faint. But David had been doing something. There's a young man by the name of Abishai. He steps up when he sees David running faint. He slips up and says, Hey David, back up a little bit. I'll fight this giant for you. 
And what Ishbah Binab never expected. He didn't expect to be fine Abishai. He expected to be fine David. But where did Abishai learn to use a sword? David taught him. David taught him. And we need to get a hold of this. Now I like the fact David waged war when weary. David waxed faint. Literally his strength just went from him. Have you ever worked so hard doing something and then you just, I mean, you just bottom, you just crashed, you didn't have no strength. That's what that word wax faint means. He just, but he went to war. He's not laying at the house waiting for somebody. He's trying to fight the battle. And I love the fact of this. He's willing to let another fight the giant. David's, oh, by the way, did I tell you? Abishai's a nephew to David. He's willing to let another fight the battle. See, sometimes you just got to let another. David, the day came when David couldn't fulfill his position as a giant killer. But he's still valuable. I mean, they're not going to put him out to pasture. He's still valuable. But he just can't fight giants no more. And old Abishai said, Hey, hey, I'll step up and I'll fight. Michael, come here a minute. All right, please turn. Now, Michael is a very strong man now. He's got great deal of strength. But today is going to come when he's going to wax faint. And if he wobbles, if he wobbles. Okay, Eli, you come down here. He's a little Michael. Yeah. He's a little Michael. You come over here. Dave, he's coming up behind you. And you wobble. And when it comes time to hand off the sword to him, you wobble. You say, well, I just don't want to do this no more. He won't pick it up himself. Abishai didn't pick his thing up himself. David handed it to Abishai. I, I, need, I need you fathers and mothers to get a hold of something. You're, you're missing it. We're missing this thing. By, we're missing this thing. The only ones that can hand down to your children the sword to fight Satan is you. You, 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 you fellas here have got sons and daughters your mothers that's got daughters and sons, you're, you're handing down to them. Let's say, though, he, he decides he gets wobbly. He starts wobbly. You know, it's hard to handle things. Not if he's, 
Is he wobbly? No. Bible, we're running a race. And a good way to run, got to be steady. When you hand that thing off to him, then you hand that. Now there's responsibility on his part. Hey, young people, are you paying attention? There's responsibility on your part. You got to be ready to pick it up whenever it's your turn. Okay, hand that thing off to him. It's your turn. Now, hey, by the way, you can't be wobbly either. If I could get you to understand something, Michael, your grandchildren standing here. And your great-grandchildren are standing here. Now, now marriage first. Marriage first. Repeat after me. Marriage first. Okay. And then his grandchildren. If you wobble here, what are you going to hand down to your child? In the heart of my grandchildren are my great grandchildren. Yeah. And my great great grandchildren. I can't I can't be wobbly. I gotta be steady. Well, oh uh, uh David waxed faint. But I'm gonna tell you he'd been steady. This is the first time. And he's he's there, he's there because of his age. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He was steady enough to hand it over to Abishai. I said, hey, you know, be just like him. Say, hey, Dad, just back up here. I'll take care of this five we. See, that's what we're doing here in this church. All right, thank you, fellas. That's what we're doing here in this church. That's the reason we have Patch Club. That's the reason we spend thousands of dollars a year on Patch Club. That's the reason why we do what we do. That's the reason why our Sunday school. That's the reason we do what we're doing is to try to, to, for you to be steady. No time to be wobbly. No time to be wobbly. Charles Plume was the number one ace in the Vietnam War. He flew 75 successful missions off the USS Kitty Hawk. On his 76th mission, he was shot down. He, eje- he ejected and pulled his parachute and floated to the ground. He was captured and placed in a prison called Hanoi Hilton for six years. Two of those years, he was in the cage three by five by six feet. After six years, he was released and began to cross the country sharing how God gave him strength to endure the captivity. He was in a distant state eating at a restaurant, a man kept staring at him. Finally, the man came over and he said, Plume? Said, yes, sir. USS Kitty Hall? Yes, sir. 75 successful missions? Yes, sir. 76, you were shot down. He said, yes, sir. He stood to attention, saluted him. He said, sir, I packed your parachute. Then he smiled. He said, I guess it worked. Charles Plum stood up, gave him a hug, and said, sir, for 15 years, I've been searching for you to thank you for packing my parachute. 
Whose parachute are you packing? It's all standing to her feet. Her head down, never eye closed. No time to be wobbly.